Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. And good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the ACHA Power Play. We are two weeks away from the puck drop, 16 days to be exact, from puck drop for the 2023 ACHA National Championships just outside of Boston, Massachusetts. So that means it is go time. And I'm glad you could be with us here on the ACHA Power Play. We are live on the Captain Lou Sports Network on YouTube. And we are also powered up by Belly Up Sports. Check out bellyupsports.com for a complete list of all the podcasts that we have for you here on our network. And, of course, the late, our latest and greatest articles from a just a wealth of knowledge, a great assortment of guys and gals with all the uh, articles that we have of all the major sports. We cover them all here on Belly Up Sports, and we are, again, blessed to be a part of uh, the Belly Up Sports Network. On the power play tonight, we've got a great show planned for you. The Division II field is set. Um, all the regional qualifiers, the tournaments this past weekend, if you had a chance to watch them, there were some good games. We had some upsets along the way, as they always do in regional tournament play. But the field is set, and uh, we'll be joined at the bottom of the hour, approximately 7.30, by uh, Cam Stoddard from the University of New Hampshire, the head coach there. He was one of those teams, his team, one of those teams that – Punched their ticket in the Northeast Regional. They had to win two games this weekend to make it. And uh, Cam will join us here. We talked to him about an hour and a half ago, so we'll have that interview here. Uh, approximately 7.25, 7.30. Coming up here in a couple of moments, we are going to be joined by the head coach of the University of Missouri, their D3 team, the men's team. They punched their ticket, uh, Lynn Teeter. He's their head coach, and uh, they're going to be going to the big dance in Boston as well. It all takes place on March the 16th. That's puck drop. Goes through the 21st. Uh, all five divisions are going to be in the same facility, so it's going to be a five-day event, six-day event, and I got to tell you, it, it's going to be some great hockey. We've got some awesome teams lined up. 
The field is set in D1 for the women. The D2 teams have been announced. We'll give you those uh, as well on the broadcast. And if I'm not mistaken, the final official lineup for the D1 and the D3 tournaments will be set tomorrow. So uh, we'll have all of that for you next week on our show. So we got a lot to talk about tonight here on the program. And again, we want to thank everybody for taking time out to be with us here tonight. 16 days, that's all it is until uh, puck drop here uh, for the national tournament. And it's pool play for the D3 teams and the D2 teams. And uh, it's also for women's D2. Uh, D1 for the men's is single elimination. It's uh, 20 teams in and you win. In and you advance. Winner go home. That's pretty much how the D1 format is on that one. And uh, then, of course, uh, on the D1 women's, that's a double elimination tournament. Uh, they'll have four games on the opening day. Then the losers will play uh, day two, I believe, then day three. And it's kind of a bracketed format based on you know the, the seeds after the opening day. So really, it's, uh, it's, an, it's an exciting time. And it's fun to watch the kids, the guys, and the gals give it their all. And uh, the end of the year tournament, 72 teams will embark on Marlboro, Massachusetts. That's new at the New England Sports Center. Again, it's in Marlboro, Massachusetts, just outside of Boston. And we're excited to be a part of the festivities as well. I'll be doing play-by-play uh, for Flow TV. And also, each night, we will do a wrap-up show here on the Captain Lou Sports Network, the ACHA Tonight, in conjunction with the ACHA Power Play. We will run down all the games, all the scores. We'll give you the up-to-date standings. Hopefully get some interviews there during the tournament. And uh, again, it, it's going to be nonstop action every morning, every afternoon, every evening uh, throughout that tournament. So it's great hockey, great college hockey. If you get a chance, uh, stop on out and uh, take a take a, take a a watch or whatever and uh, be a part of the action out in Boston. Well, without any further ado, let's go to our uh, guest line. And uh, let's bring in the coach of one of the participants that's going to be heading out to Boston, Lynn Teeter, the head coach of the University of Missouri. Coach, thanks for taking time out tonight. How are you? Thank you, Lou. It's a pleasure, and I'm doing great. Excellent. Well, congratulations on uh, getting your ticket punch, first and foremost, to the tournament in Boston. It's got to be a great feeling. Oh, it's wonderful, wonderful. And the uh, the joy the boys expressed the day they uh, got it punched why. Uh, that just made the year complete. You know, looking back at the year, uh, ever since the second semester or, uh, you know, the first of January, you guys have been on quite a roll. I don't want to jinx you or anything, but it's, uh, it's, it, you guys are really coming into form at just the right time. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and you know what? All of it's been on the road. The majority of those, I think we only had two home games in the second half. And so the boys are used to playing on the road. And so, uh, they're looking forward to going to Boston. Um, now, you, I've talked to coaches over the years. Uh, when you get extended road trips and uh, games away from the road, the, a lot of them don't mind that so much because it gives the team a chance to bond together and really get to know each other. Is that maybe kind of what happened this year too? Oh, yes, I think so. Uh, you know, we always try to do something together uh, prior to you know our games. Uh, if we play – Friday night, then Saturday, we try to do something early in the day. And then uh, uh, the boys just try to get things together. So, or dinner after the Friday game, 
just a bond. The boys just really get along great. What uh, what can you attribute uh, that success in the second half of the year to? Uh, you know, they uh, they bought into the system we're playing. Uh, they realize that if we follow that system and stay with the lines we have, uh, that they can play with anybody. And they have a, a, a unique way of scoring goals. And we've also got some great goaltending that we've been getting. So uh, the second half, once they started winning, they realized we can do this. Mm-hmm. We've had a couple of games where we were three goals down going into the third. Wow. And they pulled it back. Uh, they just know if they follow their system, it works and they can play. <laughs> so do you keep telling the boys that's enough of that? Can you give me a couple of wins the easy way? <laughs> <laughs> want me to get you know i told him uh, when the season started i had brown hair and now it's great so, uh, <laughs> oh that's funny uh we're joined by lynn teeter the head coach of uh, the university of missouri one of the uh, 16 teams that's going to be going to boston in two weeks my god coach it seems like we just started the year man it's flown by hasn't it oh it has yeah, really fast <laughs> you know you talked about your goaltending and you know, I want to bring up Jack Dobbs. Uh, you know, his numbers twelve one and one this year. Uh, you've got Tanner Richardson, of course, as well. Uh, they both have done good. Their goals against averages are very good, and uh, save percentages right about where you want them to be. And we all know when you get into the national tournament, it's nice to be able to have choices in goal. That's true. That's true. And we know that. Uh... You know, to play five games and win it all, it would be tough on one goaltender. Yeah, for sure. And then you look at the offensive side of the ice, coach. You've got, uh, you know, you've got very balanced scoring. And you know, one of the things I also look at is you get production from your blue line, and it looks like you're getting that on both sides of the ice. Yes, we are uh, all around. Uh, you know, I, I was telling somebody the other day that our fourth line could probably start for most teams. That's just how, how well they're put together. You know, I look at Nick Spolick with uh, 47 points and Henry Caston, Jack Hazleton on the blue line, as I mentioned, just uh, some of the guys that are leading the way for you. Yes. And, uh, you know, I've got a, uh, that's a young team. Uh, we've got a lot of first year guys. And uh, they've all started gelling and really come together. You know, we've got a kid on the blue line that's a freshman, uh, uh, Hug. And I told Hug first of the year, come out, do your best, and we'll get you up to where we want you to be. Uh, And the guy has really come through. It's amazing how well he's played and how much he's learned. I told him uh, one day, I said, if I don't even know you're on the ice playing D, you did a great job. (laughs) <laughs> that's great and as i look at i looked at your roster earlier today coach and you're right you guys are a young squad a lot of freshmen and sophomores but you know what's funny is now that the season's about over well except for the nationals they're not freshmen and sophomores anymore they get that experience and uh that's big coming into a tournament like this oh yeah it's a uh, uh you know past experience with coaching uh at this time of year as you say they're no longer freshmen uh, or sophomores. They've moved up a grade, and hopefully they've matured enough. Playing with the older guys, they've learned a lot, and they're, and they're pretty tough. You know, Coach, um, I think one of the things that that doesn't get enough notice in D3 is your conference. Um, now you, with yourselves, you've got Arkansas, Kansas, I believe, just to name a few. 
it's an underrated conference, and you guys are starting to get a little notice now with Arkansas making wave, making hay in the national tournament. But I think this is going to help you with the competition that you had this year as well. Oh, yes. And, of course, you know, the boys, uh, we went into Arkansas early in the year and split with them down there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, to split with Arkansas in Arkansas yeah. for a young team, that's uh, quite, a, uh, quite a feat. You know, and um, one of the other things that I always marvel at with uh, teams in your area of the country, as opposed to like Michigan or the Northeast or whatever, you've got to travel quite a ways, more than once to get, you know, to to play these games. And to be able to do that and drive over to Arkansas and split with them and go to some of the places that you do, that that is, again, is a tribute to the the, uh, toughness of your squad. Yes, uh, you know we had uh, we had to go up to Sioux Center, Iowa, uh, and and about four years ago, I had never heard of Sioux Center, Iowa. <laughs> either. There and Dort University is a beautiful, absolutely gorgeous facility, but it is up there where the roads end, the sticks begin, and then start. <laughs> and, and then the following week, we had to go to St. Louis, which is not too bad. But then after that, we went down to Dallas. Yeah, and so you know we. If you look at the mileage we put on, there's a lot of it. Yeah, so so now you've got a couple of weeks left yet before National. When was the last game you played, Coach? Uh, we played, uh, uh, let's see, a week ago Thursday in Kansas City Okay. in what we call the border war against Kansas. Okay, and uh, you guys were successful in that game as well. So I guess my point is, You've had some time off. You've got a couple of weeks left before you head to Boston. Um, what uh, what do you work on in these last couple of weeks? Is there something you think your your team may need to tweak a little bit? Uh, you know, heading into Boston. Yeah, we had uh, several things last week that we worked on that uh, the boys just weren't getting, uh, making some mistakes and mm-hmm. uh, pointed out where they were and what they needed to do. So we worked simple drills to get them to do that and uh, try to overcome that. Last night, we did a scrimmage for about a half hour. And, oh, it was heated. It was great. <laughs> the boys really went after it. Uh, tonight is skills. And then Saturday, we're doing a white and black scrimmage. Oh. And we're trying to fill our stands uh, with people to come in. And we've, uh, d- we'll divide the team up. Part of them will wear the white jerseys. The others will wear the black. And we'll play a scrimmage. Now, one of the things, too, that... I th- that I always like to bring up, Coach, is, uh, you know, these kids are students first and foremost. And not only that, but you find out uh, last weekend that you're in or whenever you found out, you've got about a month to get ready, not only on the ice, but off the ice. These kids got to fundraise. They got to come up with ways to get it. A lot of folks don't understand how hard of a task that is. And that's why I, I tip my fedora off to to all the teams that get there and your team isn't any different. It's, you got to really get prepared for that on and off the ice. Oh, it's uh, the boys took over once they found out for sure they were going. Uh, and the fundraising, they have a GoFundMe fund. They've pushed that. Uh, we sold a bunch of old jerseys at the uh, uh, Order War, and they raised a lot of money. They just sold out. And then they sold quite a few out online. Uh, to do that, they've talked to some of the sponsors we've had this year. 
uh, they you turn them loose and it's uh, you know, I don't know whether I'm more proud of them the way they've played or the way they've been able to to run it like a business. Isn't it isn't it amazing how much uh, I and I always use the word discipline, but self discipline, but the that in the the organizational skills these kids have, like I mentioned, not only playing but you know still having to maintain grades and get to class and all that. It, it just that is again is something I always marvel at. It is. And I, you know, I tell them at the beginning of the year and throughout the year, this is a life lesson. Yeah. What you learn and what you're able to do right now will be with you the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Hockey will be part of it, but this is a life lesson. You'll be able to realize, hey, we did it once before. I can do it again. Mm -hmm. And now, coach, you, you, uh, you're on your way to Boston, uh, March 17th, I believe is the 16th or 17th, your first day. It, it's a grind. Like you said, if you want to go all the way, it's five games in five days. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you can make a mistake maybe, but boy, it just seems like you've got to be on your A game right from the get go. Yes, you too. And we're playing some very good hockey teams <laughs> when we go out there. And, of course, the boys have learned, uh, I keep telling them, to be the best, you've got to beat the best. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I want to hope that they haven't peaked too yeah. early, that they're ready to go. And I, I really trust that they're going to be out there and they're going to make a great showing, if not go all the way. What do you think is um, going to be – I always ask these coaches, a lot of them will say defense is something that's ratcheted up in the playoff or in the nationals. But if there's a different type of, is there a different type of play in these kind of tournaments? Uh, there is. Uh, at the, uh, you know, our regionals, uh, the boys stepped up. We've lived off of defense, as you said, all year. Mm -hmm. Our defense is very tough. And, uh, and then the offense is able to break out. Uh, the team, the boys are fast. And I, I think they got a great taste of it in regionals, what it's like and what they have to do. And so it, that really will – it's going to help them in a couple of weeks when we get to Boston. Well, now, as a coach, how, do you prepare any different for these kind of tournaments, these uh, three games in three days or five days or five games in five days type of setup? You know, we've had uh, three occasions this year where we had to play three games in a row. Okay. And uh, so the boys are, are in great shape. Uh, I, you know, the question is going to be, uh, they're in great shape for three games. Are they in great shape for five? Mm -hmm. uh, that's going to be the biggest question. Uh, for myself, uh, you know, I, I labor over, are we doing enough? Are we keeping them, you know, honed tight? Uh, yeah. Or are we, can we do more? What else could we do? You know, you worry about a lot of things. You lose a lot of sleep, that's for sure. <laughs> I was just going to ask you once. Uh, once you get out there in the night before, are you going to be pacing? You know, I don't pace a lot. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm not a young man, so uh, <laughs> you know, I try to get to bed. I don't necessarily sleep real good the first night, uh, uh, but uh, uh, no, I just I realize once we get there, now it's business. Okay, uh, we'll go out and play. Uh, we, we'll have the lineups already set. Uh, so we'll know what we're going to do, and we'll just have to go out there and do it. Now, are you going to get a chance to uh, practice out there before your first game? I don't know. I haven't heard. Okay. I haven't heard. Okay. Uh, you know, I tell the boys, uh, I told them last night, I said, guys, there's two things that I want to get and we want to do when we're in Boston. 
uh, and it's going to be St. Patty's Day. The coach wants some corned beef and cabbage from Boston, <laughs> and, and and I want a lobster roll. Okay. And so, uh, trying to keep it light with the guys. Oh, is, sure. Is what they're hoping to do. So. You know, that's a great point. I've talked to, again, a lot of coaches going to these national tournaments as I have over the years. They want to win, but they want it to be a good experience for the boys and the gals on the women's side. And I like that attitude, you know, and if you can find good corned beef, make sure you let me know when I see you out there, eh? Although I can't eat it on Friday because of Lent, so I'll have to eat mine on Saturday. Oh, okay. Uh, well, you know, we can do that. We'll, we'll, I may do it both days. Well, oh, there you go. There you go. What? Uh, who's your favorite NHL team? I always ask these coaches that when I have them on. Who did you follow and who do you follow now? Are you a Blues guy? Uh, you know, uh, I spent four years with the Colorado Rockies uh, and I'm, uh, the Colorado Avalanche. I'm sorry. I'm, I used to watch the Rockies. Remember the Rockies? Oh, sure. NHL? Before they went to New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, and then I was right after they were a Kansas City team. That's so, right. Uh, I, I'm an Avalanche fan. I was with Avalanche, uh, worked their, their camps a lot. Okay. Uh, for four years, so uh, I am an Avalanche fan. Well, we, we'll still like you. I'm a Red Wings guy being based out of Michigan, oh, so we'll, oh that's okay. We'll, you know, <laughs> you're not going to try to check me into the boards in, in Boston then when I meet you, are you? Okay. Uh, I'd never do that. <laughs> well, you know, um, I appreciate you taking time out tonight, Lynn, to be on the show. It's an exciting time for everybody. You know, uh, I'm excited to get out there, but not nearly as excited as you guys are. I know it's going to be a fun experience. And, uh, you know, when you get there, it's just let the kids play. That's right. That's right. Uh, let them have a good time. As long as they're having fun, they're probably going to play very good. Yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see who you're matched up with in the opening uh, round. Now, do they? Do you know? Do they announce the official uh, rankings or whatever? Is that tomorrow? Do you know, Lynn? I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, I have uh, guys that handle the information. Okay. For us, and, uh, they'll probably let us know tomorrow All if right. that's what it is. Okay. Well, Coach, I appreciate you taking time out tonight. Uh, keep up the great work. Uh, my best uh, safe travels uh, from St. Louis or from Missouri to Boston and uh, look forward to meeting you in person once you get out, once we get out there. I look forward. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. Thank you. Coach Lynn Teeter, the head coach of uh, the University of Missouri, and uh, they are just about set to uh, embark on Boston. Actually, it's a couple of weeks away, but uh, now it's, it, it's funny is you talk to the coaches, it's, you, you want to get there so bad, but you know, they still have things that they need to work on. And uh, it's and like they mentioned, you know, they've got uh, they're going to scrimmage against each other. So, wow. You know, it, it's great to hear from uh, coaches and teams that we haven't had on the show. And we really appreciate uh, uh, Coach Teeter for taking time out. And, you know, that the last ranking that we saw uh, with uh, the um, Division three was uh, Michigan or I'm sorry, Missouri was ranked number nine. So uh, I don't, we can see if we can't take a quick look at those uh, rankings real quick. Again, these are the latest rankings right now. As you can see, Hope College, number one, Notre Dame, two, Michigan, three, Lawrence Tech, four, 
Saginaw Valley, five. Arkansas, six. Grand Valley, seven. Purdue, eight. Missouri, ninth. Uh, Air Force Academy, 10. Missouri State, 11. Uh, Gulf Coast, 12. Uh, Creighton, 13th. Indiana, 14. Oakland, 15. And Calvin, 16th. Now, there will be some movement. Obviously, these are not the final rankings of uh, of the um, tournament, but uh, that uh, or the final rankings before the national tournament. Those are coming up. I thought I read tomorrow, but I'm not positive on that. I know the D1 rankings are coming out on uh, Wednesday as well. So we'll have pretty much all the rankings set and then they'll plug and play where to put the pools and everything. So um, I know there's big tournaments coming up this weekend in Michigan. We'll talk a little bit about that here in a second. So all we do know that they won the Maca, so Missouri has their ticket punched. Uh, chances are Arkansas will also be in the national tournament as well. They, of course, have had two trips to the Final Four in consecutive years, uh, going to the championship game in 2021, and then the Final Four last year. But everybody in Division Three. They're going to be gunning for Hope College. They are the two-time defending national champs, and they're loaded for Bear again this year. They've got a big weekend of games coming up as well. Uh, as here in Michigan, in the Michigan Collegiate Hockey Conference, they do their conference tournament this weekend, and they have their, uh, they're down to their final four. And on in one game, it's going to be Saginaw Valley against Hope College, and in the other one, it's going to be Michigan uh, against Grand Valley. So four teams that are right in the thick of going to the national tournament. Uh, I believe all four of them probably will make it. And that's going to be on the Central Michigan Hockey Network YouTube page, which I get the pleasure and the uh, privilege of calling one of those games this Friday night. So I'm really looking forward to that, getting a look at the Division Three uh, troops there in Michigan. But again, it's a 16-team tournament. Pool play in Division Three, so each team will get guaranteed at least three games. And we have seen where, obviously, you want to win your pool. You want to go 3-0, and uh, run that gauntlet to get to the semifinals. If you do that, obviously, you're going to be in. But we have seen teams lose a game in pool play over the years and still get in the semifinals based on tiebreakers and uh, win the national championship, uh, the aforementioned Hope College. In 2018, when they won their first championship, they lost one of their uh, games in the uh, pool play, but were able to win on total points. You get three points for a win, one for a tie, and uh, they edged out Arkansas that year, I believe, six to five, because Arkansas had one win and two ties. That win was over Hope College, but Hope went two and one, got six points. They got in, won the semis, and then they uh, defeated Oakland University in the finals that year. So obviously, like I said, you want to win the pools to get in. You want to go three and zero in pool play to get that national tournament bid or that semifinal bid, but uh, it makes for great hockey. You can maybe make a few mistakes, take a period off and bounce back and, you know, but you don't have to worry about the one and done scenario like you do at the division one level. So in uh, the men's, so again, um, can't wait for that. It's going to be in two weeks. March the 16th is the opening day of the national tournament. And a reminder that we here at uh, on the Captain Lou Sports Network on YouTube, uh, it will also be 
brought over to the achahockey.org website. We're going to have a nightly wrap-up show, a recap of all the games, all the days that we that are going to be in the tournament. We'll get you the latest standings, the latest scores, uh, get you set up for the following day's uh, games, and uh, we'll get some interviews as well. Really looking forward to that. It's going to be a very, very fun, packed uh, five or six days, but uh, that's what it's all about. And uh, we'll have announcer, and we'll have some play-by-play people, some personalities on as well throughout the week on our show. So make sure you stay tuned for that here on the Captain Lou Sports Network on YouTube. One way to make sure that you are subscribed to our YouTube channel, you can watch past episodes of uh, the ACHA Power Play and, of course, our uh, weekly uh, uh, Captain Lou Extravaganza show that we have on the Captain Lou Sports Network. So why don't we get to our next interview right now coming up here in a moment, but I just want to remind everybody that coming up after the interview tonight, we'll run through some of the – qualifiers the national qualifiers who are in in division one for the women and division two for the men the or for division two for the women rather and we will also give you the uh, pools for division two for the men as well so stick around for that we had a chance about an hour or so ago to it's been a couple hours ago to uh have a conversation with one of those division two qualifiers on the men's side he is the head coach of uh, New Hampshire, and that's Cam Stoddard. Uh, let's take a look back and listen to that interview as uh, New Hampshire has punched their ticket to the big dance at Boston. And we're here on the ACHA Power Play tonight again, and we're pleased and uh, blessed to be joined by the head coach of the University of New Hampshire, Cam Stoddard, stopping by. Cam, thanks for taking time out tonight. How are you? I'm doing well. I appreciate you reaching out and having me on for sure. Well, uh, congratulations, first and foremost. Your ticket is punched to the big dance. Um, you know, kind of a tale of two different games on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, it was a fun watch for me. I don't know if you got any gray hairs after uh, a couple of those games. Sunday was kind of an up-and-down affair with Vermont, but congratulations nonetheless. Yeah, I appreciate it. Definitely a lot of gray hairs this weekend. <laughs> the guys uh, kept, kept me on my toes. Um, especially I think the Sacred Heart game, you know, having the one goal lead was, was, um, testy at times, but also going down two goals to UVM two different times was not, uh, not a great feeling. And fortunately for us, the guys have been there numerous times over the years. Mm -hmm. So, uh, or over the season for that matter, and, and we're able to dig out of it and, uh, you know, work their way back. You know, that's a great point. Uh, cause I noticed before the regionals, you we're coming off a couple of tough losses and the guys were able to bounce back, obviously. And, uh, you know, that's a testament to your team. Yeah, we, we played a lot of good competition this year. You look at our record. Um, I think we finished the season 12 and 10, uh, 10 of those losses were in shoot. I mean, I'm sorry, three of those 10 losses were in shootouts. Um, so a few close games there. And then I think seven of seven of those losses came to teams that were, you know, one, one, two, or three in their respective um, region. So it, it's uh, the team had a lot of good competition this year. So they certainly understand how to rebound, especially with the you know the number of losses we did have to some very good teams. Um, you know, and and throughout the season. What uh, Cam? What have you noticed the most as far as an improvement goes on the team from beginning of the year till now, as you start to get ready for Boston in a couple weeks? 
Uh, I think the biggest improvement for us as a team has been the uh, younger guys stepping up. Um, we are uh, overall a relatively young team, and some of the guys that are regulars in the lineup maybe played in one or two games last year. So I think uh, the you know the the few seniors we do have have mm-hmm. done a good job at kind of getting the young guys up to speed and giving them uh, pointers and advice and confidence and you know support throughout the throughout the learning curve um you know i think between that and kind of just getting acclimated and comfortable with the systems we run it's it's just kind of all coming together at the at the right time there's certainly improvements we need to make over the next couple weeks before we get uh get back down to to nationals but Mm -hmm. um you know we'll, we'll take it day by day now in your prep work for nationals uh I know it's got to be one of those things where it's like, wow, I can't wait to get here or for it to get here. But yet you say you got some things to work on. Is this a, is this a good amount of time to have for a break? I know some teams obviously are waiting a month to play or whatever. This kind of time frame having about uh, two weeks off or 12 days, is that a good, uh, good amount of time for you to get ready? I think for us it is. Um, we've actually had a gap. We've had two gaps like this throughout okay. the throughout this season specifically um just ironically enough with our scheduling and and it's worked out pretty well it gives the guys time to rest after a couple hard-fought games at regionals um gives us time to kind of reset as a coaching staff and evaluate you know what we need to nitpick coming down to it a lot of the stuff we go through is 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 more of a broad overview and now we really have to get in there and do some of the video from this past weekend to show the guys, you know, the littler things, the finer details that'll help us, you know, against some of the, well, of course, the best teams in the country. So, you know, I ask every coach this and it's pretty much unanimous, but I'll ask you one of the things that I've noticed since covering the national tournament for the last uh, seven years is the defensive play to me is, has ratcheted up big time. Is that what you're expecting coming up in Boston? I am. I mean, it, it was it was our game plan last year was to play defense first. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll it'll be the you know it'll be the same. We're we're a pretty defensive minded team, anyways. We don't like to get up give up a lot of goals, and right. when we're sticking to our systems, it's hard for teams to score against us. Um, that said, you know I, I noticed it too. We can we can look at uh, last year's results against um, Liberty in game one we mm-hmm. beat them by one goal i think it was a two to one final yeah. or three to two final so very low scoring and then lindenwood in the second game they beat us in overtime so um to your to your point it's uh, all games are tight there and and it's you know it's it's very infrequent to see a game runaway score wise and, and we hope to keep it that way uh you know on our end for sure we're joined by cam stoddard he's the coach of head coach of they have their ticket punched. Uh, they had to play a couple extra games this weekend in the regional tournament, but uh, they were able to survive that. And uh, it, uh, congratulations to them. Uh, Coach, I see, uh, you know, you're led by Owen Roberto with 42 points. And uh, But one of the things that stands out to me too is you've got a good, it looks like you can roll out three or four lines, but uh, Griffin Delaney on the back end is able to put the puck in the net for you as well. So a nice mixture for you. Yeah, absolutely. We um, we are comfortable with with rolling four lines. Um, Owen has been, you know, an outstanding player for us this year. And actually, his his older brother was our captain uh, last season, the mm-hmm. season prior. 
Um, very, very similar players, just hard, hard working, uh, nose to the net type players, which is fantastic. Lead by example. He's super young. He's only a sophomore for me. Um, as well as Gardula, who he's, you know, they're, they're going to be with us for the next few years. And they're, you know, they're very good hockey players. Um, on the back end, Griff has been excellent. He's been shooting the puck more this year, which is great to see. Last year, he didn't necessarily need to do that um, with some of the other defense defenders we had back there. But he's also been instrumental in helping Bowden Raider get going, his partner. Um, Bowden Raider was one of the guys I was referring to earlier on in the conversation where he only had, I want to say, two games last year, Max. And uh, he gets in the lineup as a, as a top pairing defender right off the, you know, the beginning of the season. And he's kept to it. And it's, you know, Griff's, Griff's been helping him and mentoring him, which has been great. Um, you know, next we need to get Hill and Clark going a little bit as we get into it because they're, they're very much capable of getting on the board as well. Um, you know, and go from there. You know, uh, Cam, one of the things I noticed about your roster is, you know, your team is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, 100% uh, right there in the Northeast. And it, to me, it speaks volumes to the amount of talent up there. And you've put together a great roster, obviously, to get back to nationals. And it's kind of unusual, I guess, in the, in the respect of a lot of the other teams you face. They've got kids from all over the country. It's, I commend you for that. That's a that's a nice talent base that you've got. Yeah, we 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 are very fortunate. Um, you know, we I've spent very minimal time over the last five or six years trying to recruit anyone, simply because the turnout just to our open tryouts is wow is absolutely incredible. I mean, we had I think we had eighty five skaters. Is that right? Eight goalies. Yeah. So <laughs> it's uh, it's very hard. You know, it's an easy thing to to pick the top five it's an easy thing to pick the bottom 20 um anything in between that it's like you know you're kind of yeah I, I like to tell the story it's um last year i had the the arno twins for their senior season and i almost actually cut them their their freshman year and they broke wow. all sorts of records so it's super hard to find that middle group and find the right fit but i fortunately for us this year it seems to have panned out we've got some kids that aren't even in the lineup right now that are going to be very good for us in the future and um but yeah northeast i, I think it was all northeast last year with the exception of our uh, our or two years ago our exception of our goalie who's from florida um we've we've always had a, a pretty northeast heavy team is that the toughest part of your job when it gets down to deciding at the last moment who you keep and who you don't keep i think that that's underrated in my opinion how difficult that can be <laughs> Yeah, it is very tough. Um, I've had a lot of practice at it. I've, I've been involved in the youth hockey world for 12 years, okay. 14 years, um, maybe even longer than that, doing tryouts and all that, being part of the selection process. Very smaller scale. I mean, we, you know, tryouts are, you're, you're able to select three teams, so you're not having to cut kids. That's mm -hmm. where it kind of gets difficult. So, I would say those bottom picks for me, it's it's very helpful if I have some coaching feedback from their previous coaches or if they have friends on the team that can kind of give me an insight on the character because, you know, we want kids that are going to be good in the locker room, kids that are going to be attending practices, um, you know, prioritizing the team, even if they're not necessarily playing as freshmen and sophomores. Mm -hmm. So that's the big thing for me is just trying to find those details out before before tryouts. But it's hard. You know, like I said, 80, 80 85 kids trying out. I certainly can't have notes <laughs> on everyone. So um, I'm sure I've missed some in the past. 
Well, you know, if you'd be perfect, you'd be up there with Scotty Bowman for all-time wins at the <laughs> NHL level, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, let's uh, turn our attention back to the national tournament. Um, you've made it. Uh, I'm sure you know who's in your pool. You've got Montana State, Indiana, and Lindenwood. Obviously, you'd like a crack at Lindenwood. You'll get one. Um, but how much uh, now? How much pre-scouting do you do now that you know who you're playing? Do you watch videos of them, or you just go with your strengths and uh, you know just take it from there? Uh, we do quite a bit of scouting as okay. a coaching staff. At the end of the day, though, we don't we don't emphasize a lot on the details of other teams simply because I'm confident in, in our systems that if we play the right way and play the right hockey, we're going to be close with anyone. Um, we would, we are excited to get back uh, on the ice with Lindenwood. They're a great program, mm-hmm. great team. And we're also excited to get back on the ice with Montana. They were in our bracket last year. Okay. Both those teams beat us. We like another shot at them. They're both, you know, very good, very good competition for us, but we're another year older. So we're hoping to, to kind of apply that but um we do you know back to the question we do we do scouting as a coaching staff but we don't it's not our main focus leading up to nationals we do scouting through video we also have contacts um around the league that we'll kind of reach out to to get a little scouting report if they had played you know played those teams that we're coming up against so not a huge emphasis but definitely um definitely something we do before before we get to the tournament well, I, you know, when I look and see who's in D2, it's, again, we talk about the talent in the Northeast, uh, Cam. You know, you've got you guys, uh, Northeastern, Bentley, UMass. Uh, there, it's, there's a wealth of talent up there, and it's, it's exciting to see for your neck of the woods, so to speak, uh, with the level of talent at the D2 level. Yeah, absolutely. And, and these guys have all been, you know, have been very welcoming as I'm kind of a the newer coach up here um, <laughs> from my standpoint, but you know, I, I, some of the first congratulations we got uh, when we, when we won were from, um, you know, the UMass head coach DeFazio, yeah. uh, Bob, Bobby Rodriguez up at Keene, um, you know, UVM who we played, the coach was ecstatic for us. So I think, you know, I think the talent here is very good, but I also think that the support system throughout the coaching staff, uh, is awesome and it's great to hear from those guys and you know like I'd reach out to them if, if I were in if the roles are reversed and um, but yeah the talent's great the competition's great but it's nice to be able to to uh, you know connect with those guys after and not have to have some of the rivalries that I see other programs having around the country so where uh, I know you said you've been coaching youth hockey for 12 years or whatever up to this point uh, where did you play as a as a younger guy? Uh, so I played at the the local youth program that I I'm part of now on the board, um, which is actually the the meeting I have later tonight. Um, so I played there right here in Exeter, New Hampshire. I played for Exeter High School. I also played for Winnicott High School, and then I played juniors in the IJHL for the Eastern Kodiaks. Um, I didn't play anywhere after that. I went to college and, and had a landscaping company, so I kind of hung up the skates for a bit and okay. uh, and turned my focus to coaching. How did that? Uh, how did you get the drive to get into coaching? Um, just some mentors of mine that had coached me kind of got me on the ice, pushing pucks around, and then slowly they started giving me more opportunities. Um, 
I went back and started helping my coach, uh, Wayne Sheehan, who, who is a longtime mentor of mine. He uh, was coaching the Eastern Kodiaks. I helped him there. Um, then I went off to my own midget hockey, that kind of thing, for a while. Then he actually brought me back to St. Thomas Aquinas High School in New Hampshire. Uh, I was there for one year, and then I happened to talk to a guy that told me about the UNH job opening up and applied and got it. And that's kind of how the, you know, a, f- a fast explanation of how the trajectory is going to get me where I am. But the coaching is just mentorship from when I was younger. You know, co- older coaches just getting me into it and involved and in, uh, me just finding a passion in it. So I got to ask you, the main question I ask everybody that I have on for the first time, who is it? Is it the Bruins? Is it the Rangers? Is it the Flyers? Or am I way off base? <laughs> it's the Bruins all day long. Um, <laughs> there's, I've never been, a, I mean, I'm, I shouldn't say I've never been a fan of any other team, but um, the Bruins are, are way up at the top of the list for me. Outside of that, I'm a fan of like some West Coast teams. I, I don't, I'm not a fan of anyone on the East. <laughs> okay. So that's uh, that's okay being a Bruins fan as long as they don't break the uh, Red Wings record for most wins this year but I tell you what they're on their way though aren't they I know it's crazy it, it makes me nervous uh, <laughs> it makes me nervous just because it's, it's tough to go you know if you're going a whole season in second gear while everyone else is in first and then you hit playoffs and everyone hits that second gear and you're still in second you know it's kind of it scares me as a, as a, you know, just someone that's been around the sport. It's, it's a hard thing to do to accomplish and then roll into playoffs, but um, hopefully they do it. I hope, you know, I'd love to see it before a, a major rebuild that I'm sure is coming down the pipeline. So are the nerves going to be any different coming up the, the night before your first game as opposed to last year at uh, nationals? My nerves are always high. I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit higher strung. These guys keep me on my toes with these close games. Um, they certainly love to, to keep things interesting. I think the bigger thing is that the nerves will be more of an exciting uh, okay. nerve, whereas like regionals is just nerves. <laughs> we want to make it to nationals. Yeah. At this point, we're in, you know, we're in extra, we're in overtime. We're just kind of enjoying the moment. So there will be nerves for sure. But once I get behind the bench and the pucks drop, they all kind of disappear and it's just focus. So I'm going to write this note right down when I. Introduce myself to you in Boston in two weeks. Talk to Cam after the game, not before, because you're probably a little bit too amped up to talk. So duly noted. Yep. Yeah, that after the game will definitely be a better time to talk to me. All right. Very good. Cam, I appreciate you taking time out tonight to be on the show. This has been a real treat. Good luck. In a couple of weeks, my goodness, it's almost here. Who would have thought six months ago it came this quick? Uh Go get them. And uh, again, thanks for coming on the program. Thanks, Lou. I appreciate you having me. And of course, uh, that being uh, Cam Stoddard, the head coach of the University of New Hampshire, their ticket is punched, as we mentioned, obviously. They're heading into the Nationals and pool play at the Division II level. We're going to bring that up right now. Let's see if we can't um, get that screen up and we can show you exactly. All the pools, if I, let's see the magic here, uh, right, let's do that right now. There we go. Okay, as you can see, let's go to the four pools. Uh, Each team guaranteed three games, and so in Pool A, it's going to be Liberty, Northeastern, Utah State, and Iowa. Um, And then in Pool B, it's going to be UMass, Florida Gulf Coast, Concordia of Wisconsin, and uh, Dakota College of Botano, Dakota College 
a dangerous four seed in that uh, pool play. I know they are uh, – you talk about a team like Missouri in D3 who's been on a roll. Dakota College has definitely been on a roll, and uh, they're going to be a tough out. They went to the semifinals last year in 2022, so they know what it's like to get to the big dance as well. In Pool C, the two-time defending national champs. That's the University of Mary. They're looking for a three-peat. They get uh, St. Thomas of Minnesota, Kentucky, and Bentley. Now, Kentucky could be a sleeper in that pool as well. Uh, keep an eye on them. They won a couple of games in the tournament. They can. They scored a lot of goals the first day, and then they won a 2-1 to squeaker against North Carolina to get to where they're at. So watch out for Bentley as well. And uh, St. Thomas, of course, is going to be a tough out as well. That's going to be a tricky, tough uh, pool in, in that one. And finally, in Pool D, the one with uh, New Hampshire, they're the third seed in that pool. You've got Lindenwood, uh, Montana State, and Indiana. Indiana, of course, uh, they've been playing well too this year, all four of those teams in that bracket. So those are the pools. And the semifinals will be the winner of Pool A will take on the winner of Pool D. And then in uh, the other one will be the winner of Pool B against the winner of Pool C. So again, Three games are guaranteed in Division Two and Division Three in the men's, as well as the Division Two of the women's, and so um, that pool is set right there. And uh, the pools are all set, I should say, in Division Two for the men. So um, now they can kind of get an idea who they're playing in a couple of weeks when they start pool play. So that's the men's side in Division Two. Again, thanks to uh, Cam Stoddard, the head coach of. Uh, New Hampshire for taking time out to join us as well. Let's now show you some of the other qualifiers that we know in uh, the women's side. Women's Division One is pretty much set. Um, and we can tell you that if I can get my information handy here, let's see if I've got it. I do indeed. Now the women's D1, they play in a double elimination style tournament. So um, you've got uh, the... Seeds 3 through 10 will play in the opening day on March 16th. It'll be Arizona State, the 7th seed. They're going to be taking on Maryville, the 6th seed. That's the opening game at 10 o'clock in the morning Eastern time. Then at 1 o'clock, it's going to be McKendree and Indiana Tech doing battle. Uh, then at 4 o'clock, it's going to be Adrian College taking on the University of Michigan. Adrian, the 4th seed, Michigan, the 9th seed. And then the nightcap on the opening day for the women in uh, Division One, it's going to be Minot State against Miami. So there you go. In uh, that's Minot State, the three seed, Miami, the ten seed. Then on the number one and two teams, they don't have to play until Saturday. So they realistically would only have to win three games to get the national tournament bid or championship, rather. And uh, that being Midland, the number two seed, they would play the second lowest remaining seed on Saturday, and then Liberty at 7 o'clock on Saturday, March 18th, would play the lowest remaining seed of the tournament. The second day has uh, loser bracket, loser's bracket games on Friday, two games. And on Saturday, you've got the fourth, fourth lowest remaining seed against the fourth highest remaining seed, and then the third lowest remaining seed against the third highest seed. One way to keep an eye on that um, is to stay with us here on the ACHA Power Play. Again, we're going to be doing our nightly week uh, nightly wrap-up show, the ACHA Tonight, at the National Tournament 
I'll be doing play-by-play games every night with uh, Flow TV. But at night, we'll be right here on the Captain Lou Sports Network on YouTube. And we will also have this over to the ACHA Hockey website. Um, we will do a recap of all the games each night and also uh, get you up to date on all the scores, the brackets, who's standing where, where, you know, where everybody is at. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I invite you to check that out. It'll be on our YouTube channel. If you don't see it live at night, it'll be right there the next day to uh, get up to date on all of the goings on in uh, the ACHA National Tournament. Finally, let's take a look at the Division II qualifiers in uh, for the National Tournament. And I believe I can bring this one right up as well. Let's, uh, let's see if we can't. Uh... All right. I believe I've got this one. Yeah, let's bring this up on the screen and you can see it right now. Now, this is based on the size of the regions. That's why the Southeast gets five teams and the West gets three. So there you go. Number one seeds, Assumption uh, in the Northeast, uh, Providence, and you've got Vermont and Northeastern, the top four teams in that region. In the Southeast, you've got Villanova. They've been right up there all year long. Uh, the Naval Academy, Delaware, Rowan, and uh, Niagara. And then in the Central, you've got Sioux College, the number one team pretty much ranked all year um, in the nation. Adrian, number two. Uh, Central Michigan, number three, and Michigan State, number four. And in the West, the uh, two-time defending champions there, Assiniboine, uh, they get the number one seed. Then um, Dakota College of Botano, number two, and uh, North Dakota State at number three. So, again, those are your teams set in the women's division two. So uh, coming up next week, by this time next week on the program, we will have all the teams in all the divisions. They will be announced. The final rankings, I believe, for um, Division One will be announced tomorrow. We do know the automatic qualifiers, and I can give you those right now. The auto qualifiers in Division One for the men, their conference qualifiers, the eight of them, are Adrian College. Uh, um, oh, gosh. Uh, Jamestown, Pitt, uh, Michigan-Dearborn, who won their conference tournament. Uh, Indiana U of Pennsylvania, the Naval Academy, and also one of is uh, the University of Buffalo, and the other automatic qualifier is uh, Central Oklahoma. Um, so they're set; they've got their ticket punch. That means there are twelve at-large bids um, left in the um, to, that are at stake, and those I believe will be announced tomorrow, Wednesday, March first. So keep an eye on that. Follow me on Twitter at The Real Captain Lou. Follow me on my Facebook page as well as uh, we will, um, I will share that with you as well on both my social media outlets. You can follow me on the Captain Lou Extravaganza Facebook page or my personal one at Lewis Gamlin. And also drop me a note, sweetlou1965 at yahoo.com and I can get you any information you want there as well. So we'll have this, the, the fields will be set by this time next week. We'll have a complete rundown of all of them. And, uh, yeah, it's getting to be that time of year for the ACHA National Tournament. T-minus 16 days and counting, 15 and a half now if you think about it, with puck drop on Thursday the 16th of March. So, wow. If you're going to be in the Boston area, I highly advise you, if you like college hockey or any kind of hockey for that matter, step on out to the uh, – New England Ice Center, Marlboro, Massachusetts, 
eight rinks in one facility. There'll be games going on all day. Uh, some of the best women's and men's college hockey that you will see. And uh, these kids put it all out there. For a lot of these kids, this is their last go-round in competitive hockey. So they want to leave it all out there. And there's some really good teams, some teams that are looking to add to a long list of uh, championship trophies. Hope College in Division Three men's looking for a third straight. University of Mary's in, Mary in Division Two, looking for their third straight. There's going to be a brand new champion in Division One for the men's, as um, Lindenwood and uh, they went to the NCAA level. So there will be a brand new champion. So a lot of good teams in that bracket as well. And of course, you got Assiniboine and women's D two looking for their third straight, and I think Liberty and D one for the women. Uh, was it going to be four in a row for them? I think they have won the last three or four in a row. I'd have to double check on that. So a lot of teams, they've got a lot of teams going after them. The targets are on their backs. That's what makes it fun. So a lot of great hockey to be played from the 16th through the 21st. Please stop on out there if you are in the area. And if you're in the arena, you see me walking around, stop by and say hi. Love to talk to as many people as I can. That's what I enjoy the most about going out to the national tournament as well. Talking to the coaches, talking to the players, to the fans, everybody. It's great to meet people from all over North America, for that matter, in the world, because we get some of the players that play from overseas on some of these teams. And it's always great to get their perspective as well. So, well, that's going to do it tonight for our show. We are just two weeks out, as I mentioned, from the national tournament, the 2023 ACHA national tournament at, uh, in Boston at Marlboro, Massachusetts. So we want to thank Coach Lynn Teeter from the University of Missouri for calling in tonight and talking about their hopes for the national tournament. Their ticket is punched at the Division Three level. And, of course, we want to thank Cam Stoddard from uh, the University of New Hampshire. Their men's D2 squad, their ticket is punched. They're going to be in pool play in Division Two. So, And also, we want to thank you, the viewer, for taking time out tonight to watch it. Subscribe to us. On the YouTube channel, the Captain Lou Sports Network, you will get to see all of our archive shows of the ACHA Power Play. We thank everybody that has taken their time out to watch that. This will all be also be downloaded tomorrow, audio version on anywhere you can get your um, podcast, iTunes, Spotify, uh, you name it, iHeartRadio. So make sure you check that out. This will be posted, and I will uh, share that on my social media um, outlets as well. Thanks to Belly Up Sports for letting us be a part of their network as well. Captain Lou saying, keep your heads up, keep your sticks down, keep your feet moving, and as always, keep your minds open. Thanks for joining us tonight, everybody. We really appreciate it. You're on the Captain Lou Sports Network. So long.